Welcome back to Talk and Chop Podcast, everybody. I am Noah Graham, joined here with Katie Clute of the senior from Olmstead Falls. Uh, me and Katie are here. We're going to talk about a little bit of things going into the state meet, a little bit about her high school career, and then, of course, her most recent commitment, which is what I'll uh, kind of kick off this episode with. Um, Katie, you committed to Oregon uh, a couple weeks ago. I'm not sure exactly when that date fell, uh, but just give, give us a little bit of insight or a lot of insight, whatever you're comfortable with, um, kind of why Oregon. I mean, that's obviously you're moving across the country. There's a big shift with that. Kind of just, just walk us through everything. What did that look like? Um, recruiting with Oregon specifically, if you're willing to share, um, just tell us about that. Okay. Yeah. So the process, it was definitely a long and kind of stressful process at times. Um, but I, when I, I went on my official visits and when I went to Oregon, like there were definitely other colleges that um, I liked and the coaches were great and the teams were great, but um, I think Oregon is just where I really felt the most comfortable, um, like in and out of the running part. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted to go into it without focusing on like the, I don't know, shiny things like Hayward and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, not focus on that um it's a bonus but um yeah so I really just felt super comfortable with the area coaches and team and really felt it was somewhere where I could um be success successful and reach the goals I want to sure sure were there now when you're looking at these colleges and we'll go with Oregon specifically was there something specific that you know, made you feel at home. And obviously everyone likes the shiny things. I think Oregon is kind of one of the first places that comes to mind when people talk about, you know, the shiny things and the gear and Hayward's of course, awesome. Um, but was there anything that just kind of nailed it for you? Like, oh, I love talking to, I imagine you talked to Shalene Flanagan, like that's, those things are cool. Like, uh, is, um, can you give us any insight on that or any, any, anything? There was no, I think one thing that, um, like made or made like made it for me um but like going into it I think my top three most important things were um of course like good academics in the program I wanted sure. and then um a coach who I felt I could trust and felt comfortable with and kind of clicked with and then um just a team that I really felt comfortable around and would want to spend because in college I'm going to spend most of my time with my team sure um, naturally so I, of course people I feel super comfortable with and that's what I got there you're absolutely. And now I met the, uh, the proofs kind of in the pudding here, but was there any hesitance for you? Um, I mean, you're basically moving all the way across the country. You're not gonna, it's not like you can go home on a, on a long weekend to see family. Obviously there's a lot more that goes into anything, something like that. Was, did none of that scare you, um, going into the college process or as you committed to Oregon? It definitely did, um, make me a little bit nervous. Um, I like, I mean, like I love my family and being around them. So it's definitely going to be um, difficult for me at first. Um, but like I said, I think I found like a kind of a family environment at Oregon. So um, I think that that will help me a lot with the transition. Um, so I think that's going to help a lot. Sure. Sure. Didn't really make that a factor. The distance wasn't a problem because you felt so at home at Oregon and don't let me put words in your mouth, but it, yeah, it was like, it was a factor, but everything else I loved there kind of overrode it, I guess. Sure. No, that's cool. I mean, there's I you and, uh, I mean, Elliot Cook from uh, Dublin, Jerome, I believe, um, are the only two Oregon commits out of Ohio that I can think of, off at least out of the top of my head. I mean, so that's certainly a lot of things that a lot of people are interested about. And um, I mean, even going, so, Kayla Brown, of course, is there right now. Uh, I forgot about him. Um, 
but no, that's awesome. Um, I'll maybe we'll circle back to this, but I'll transition a little bit into some high school stuff. We'll kind of look at your high school uh, throughout the years and um, talk about that a little bit. So from what I at least seen on mile split, and you're going to know your stats a little bit better than I will. So please correct me along the way if I uh, misspeak here. Um, your freshman year of high school going back, uh, didn't make it out of the regional meet, correct? And sure. then as we, so didn't make it out of the regional meet, we cycle into um, no track that year because of COVID, everyone else. But then your sophomore year, you opened the season up with a sub 18 performance, um, went on just kind of a tear throughout that year, um, finished seventh at the state meet, which obviously huge progression from the year before, not even making it nothing, nothing too linear about that. Um, and then of course that uh, winner you ran 1038 um on the track was there something um throughout that course did something change within you did you decide you were gonna do something differently um and if there wasn't then that's okay and if it but did something change in you that kind of sure. allowed that progression yeah my freshman and sophomore year I did I was doing soccer at the same time as cross country okay um and like going into high school, I thought I was going to do soccer in college. Like it had been my main thing since I was like two years old. Okay, <laughs> I played sure. other sports like basketball and everything. But um, over quarantine is when I really um, like fell in love with running. Like at first it was just something I did for fun that I was pretty good at. Um, and then I just liked the people on cross country too. So that was fun. Um, but over quarantine, I really started to train and um like our entertainment for the day would be finding a track that's open and not locked because of COVID. Sure. Um, so that's when I, that was really the first time I actually started doing any kind of real consistent running training. Mm -hmm. um, so, and then um, I also just started to really love it instead of just like it, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so I think those were definitely the biggest changes. No, awesome. I, I, I'm sure a lot of people didn't realize that you played soccer at the same time, but that's, I think, several people have that story where they played soccer, you know, early on, and then they, you know, they cut out the soccer and just kind of hone it in on one thing. And then obviously see that big progression. So obviously, um, and I don't mean to pry too much or anything here, but as we walk throughout your career, you had that 1038 indoors your sophomore year, phenomenal time, just kind of broke away the field, ran away with it. And then as we turned to outdoor, I imagine probably wasn't quite the ending that year that you were hoping for. Um, and like I said, I don't mean to pry at all, but I'm more so using that as 1038. I had you at 1120 um, at the state meet that year, but then your junior year of cross, I mean, really just um, kind of went crazy, ran these uh, big times. Um, I, I think believe your first loss was the runner up at the district meet or not. I'm sorry, not the district meet, your regional meet, your junior year, but then your state runner up um, in cross country. Um, did you maybe some was there a training that you maybe didn't quite like because it seemed coming off your sophomore year into your junior year, you really just kind of nailed it the whole way through we'll work our way throughout back to outdoor track then but just going from sophomore track into the beginning of junior year um yeah I'm not exact I think it was just being um really consistent with the training and just kind of stacking it up um because like I said, like I only, I didn't have that much of like consistent running training, but then sure. kind of stacking up like the miles and everything. And I did some, um, some more like swimming for cross training. Um, I don't know. I did that over the winter, um, sure. the past two years. So that, that could have helped me. Um, 
Yeah, but I'm not, not exactly sure if I'm being That's honest. okay. And like I said, I don't want to prior mean to make you okay. feel bad about that sophomore year, but just as we, you know, kind of high, as you're going to be go down as one of the more historic um, runners in Ohio, uh, that it's just cool to kind of follow that pathway throughout. Um, obviously hit state runner up um, about, well, what was your time that year? 1739, I believe. Yeah. Is what I was, and then after that, you ran at Foot Locker, I believe, and then Running Lane as well. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Foot Locker. So, and then so lane. yeah. So walk us walk us through those races a little bit. Um, I know a lot of Ohio people are gonna find have found themselves at Foot Locker. Um, in races like that, I think I had you at seventeenth at Foot Locker and thirtieth at Running Lane. Um, obviously, yeah. not as many people in Ohio have been down to Running Lane. It obviously is a very quick course. Um, this is in being in a kind of an Ohio only podcast. Um, we're going to have a lot of Ohio people tap in after kind of that footlocker performance. Tell us a little bit about, um, running lane. What's that like is I, it's, it's, I don't doubt it's truly a 5k, but just walk us through it all. Yeah. Um, running lane was like a super cool experience. It was one of my first, um, like real, like national level meets. Mm -hmm. Um, so lining up against people that I see on mile split all the time was really weird. Sure. <laughs> like, Oh, I saw her, see her on in mile split articles all the time. And she's right next to me. Um, so I think that, that was cool. Um, and then like, like, like you said, the course is just so, so fast and, um, it's definitely awesome and just a really cool event. Um, but there I, I went out with the leaders, um, when I definitely like, wasn't ready to yet. Um, not, that wasn't my level yet. Um, but it was where I wanted to be. Um, so I think my approach to that was, I'm just going to go and see how long I can hang on. And then sure. next time I want to be able to hang on longer or until the, or hopefully until the end of the race. Mm -hmm. um, so I, yeah, that was my real approach there. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So race uh, running lane, then you moved into indoor. And I think indoor is where I had seen a lot of uh, some really fast times, especially moving in outdoor. And I don't want to, um, move past running lane too quick there. Cause you're talking about going out too fast. And from, uh, times I've either seen you race, um, being just graduated last year or on some mile split videos or whatever, uh, have you, I do think that always kind of going out with the leaders and this is, even though I'm not here yet, this is where I want to be. And just kind of getting out there is kind of, uh, shaped you into the person or to the athlete specifically that you are today, just kind of running hard the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I've never, I've never been a kind of sit and kick kind of person. I always just want to go out and see what I can do. Um, my first high school race, my coach was like, you don't need to lead, blah, blah, blah. And then right from the start, I went out and led. Sure. Um, so even in middle school, that's always what I would do. Um, mm -hmm. I guess it's just what I've always done and who I am. Uh, sure. Absolutely. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, moving into indoor, um, won the indoor 3,200, um, 10, no, I'm sorry, 10, 17 at new balance indoors. Yes. That's for a full two mile. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds right. Okay. Well, that's what mile split had it at. So sixth place, new balance nationals for 10, 17 for a two, full two mile, put you at around 10, 15 for a 32, which would certainly put you up with the best of company, um, in Ohio. Uh, was there anything, was that had to have been a pretty special race um for you i mean there's obviously you're talking about these big names you see on mile split i believe natalie cook won that race um in 9:45. it's obviously a pretty big name throughout the running world um 
And then I, I believe I saw you had a result in the mile as well that meet mid 450s or so. Um, yeah. We can focus on the two mile a bit more, which I'm sure is a <laughs> highlight of that trip. But what was that like? New Balance National is obviously a pretty prestigious place, especially to be able to make it into those championship races. Yeah, that was a really, really awesome um, experience. Um, like going into it, my goal was I wanted to be all American, um, but I wasn't sure if I could do it. I mean, there's these really good there were it was a field full of really good runners that um and I knew just about all of their names um so going out and just running with all them um was awesome and really showed me that I I belong there um and I can do that and so when I did get all American I was I was definitely super excited but um with who I am I always want to keep getting better so I think I did a good job of like great I did this and now I want to be higher up on that podium next time so overall, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So ten seventeen for the full two mile. Do you remember what you got? Um, where you at at the mile place wise and time wise? Um, I don't. I re- I think no I was five oh nine ish at the mile and right okay. around um like fifth place. Sure. So pretty even splits for the most of it. Okay. Cool. Cool. Awesome. So then obviously huge indoor season moved you into outdoor kind of hit the ground running. I mean, literally, but some big times, some big races. Um, did you feel, was, have you felt at all any pressure? I mean, going into junior year of track, I mean, obviously had came up just short of the um, state title across country. I'm sure you had big goals going into outdoor. I assume you at least um, somewhat, I'm sure you accomplished at least one of those when in your 3,200, um, then the other thing I wanted to ask about an outdoor was I believe at the regional meet, you had ran just under five minutes in the mile, had won the two mile and roughly 1040. Why, why not the double? Why did, why did you go for the single? Yeah, it was definitely a really tough decision to make. Um, it took a while to make, uh, for me and my coach to make it. Um, but overall it was just, I wanted to try and focus on getting my first state title. Um, hopefully not my only one, but try and get a state title. Um, and really focus on that and then see what I could do. I still have this year, um, hopefully to try and do both or, um, whatever I decide to do. So I think a big thing was I still had another year, um, and then just really wanted to get, try and get a state title and put everything into that. Sure. Absolutely. And I think, um, a lot of people, you know, struggle with those big decisions, the double or not doing the double, but at the end of the day, realizing that state championship opportunities only come around so often. Um, and you kind of got to take them when they're there. Obviously that, um, um, I believe Hillier Davidson girl wasn't too far behind you in the 32, but obviously having the 1600 before is, um, is a competitive one at that, uh, can have its toll on the back end of that. Um, I believe then after the state meet, you went down back back to New Balance um, uh, over at um, Penn, uh, University of Penn, which I think you had been there before that season as well, right, for the Penn Relays? Yeah. Right, yeah. which is which is awesome. Did you run, was it a 3K that you ran there? Yes. Rest, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely a kind of an odd distance, um, but I imagine a cool experience nonetheless. A lot of big names there, things like oh, that. Yeah right yeah, sure. yeah cool for sure so moving um to that outdoor season then i believe you i mean some real big times i think a 446 for a full mile um giving you that kind of big mile that you passed on at the state meet um walk us through that race a little bit what was that like and then did you run any relays there with your team yeah i did the dmr cool so walk yeah so let's walk walk us through that mile a little bit what that was like you know um 
splits experience, how you felt, and then that DMR as well. Um, the mile was, again, a really cool experience. Um, I went out and I think I was towards middle of the pack for most of it. And then, um, then I started moving up and by the last lap I was leading it. And then um, I just was, again, just wanted to try and go for it and see what I could do. Um, but then by 300, I guess the wheels kind of fell off a little bit. Um, couldn't get going as much as I wanted to, but I hung on for six, um, which was all American, which was really cool to get um, indoor and outdoor. And then um, with the DMR, I think that might've been one of my favorite races ever. Just um, with my with my team, it was amazing. Like just the experience in Philly, but then also the race. Um, we just had so much fun. Um, like there are pictures of them like yelling as I ran by and those are some of my favorites. Um, it was really cool and we were able to get all American and doing that with them was more special than either of my individual ones. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I, I mean, that's so cool. Not even that, that all American experience, of course, awesome, but being able to experience that with other people as well. Um, other than yourself, I imagine you, you ran the 1600 leg of the DMR. Um, mm -hmm. what did you, what did you split in that? I imagine I, I've seen a race video and stuff on this. I believe you you came back from pretty far to bring your team to that all American spot, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I think we were, we were towards, towards the back. Um, but um, yeah, it was awesome trying to catch people. I just wanted to, I wasn't worried thinking about time or how many people I passed. I was just trying to get as many people as I could. And when we finished, I asked like, what did we get? Um, so um, yeah, it was really cool. I think I split a uh, 446. And again, that, that is, that's so awesome. I mean, I think it goes to kind of speak to your character and who you are that you went first to say how happy you were for your team. And I believe you were 13th when you got it and finished sixth um, overall. And I was going to let you say that, but it, it definitely goes to show um, where your values lie uh, for your team and for, for other people as well, which is awesome. So obviously it brings us around to kind of the present where we're at right now. Um, I'm sure you had a great summer, put a lot of miles in no no soccer messing up anything now um what we're uh and i'm not to diminish or um look past uh what you've already done this season or what we still have left um mm -hmm. what were your goals kind of coming into this season obviously pr of 1702 so far um i think this what you want to do this weekend kind of goes without saying but walk us through the thought process coming into this year um uh and please feel free to say i mean whatever you want i imagine there's some nice records on the line that that are within re within a reaching distance so yeah the biggest goal this year was like we had a lot of new people coming in on the team and um I just wanted to do everything I can to help um like build a team culture before I leave and then um get a help my team as best I can whether it be like a high finish or just whatever I can do for that that's definitely my was my main priority um, and then individually, um, I don't think it's any secret or anything. I want to try and I want to win the state meet this, this weekend. And I know that's going to be, um, difficult and going to, but I'm going to try my best and to do that. And then, um, I just want to try and run fast and qualify for some national meets. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I won't try to squeeze any sort of time out of you for this weekend because I know what it's like to try to commit to a time and hold to that. But I'm sure you have a uh, big goals going forward. And just coming off a 
phenomenal performance at Boardman 1740 on Boardman's course is of course crazy of quite a few times under 1720 or so this year. So that's, uh, I mean, certainly um, for the viewers puts her right within a striking distance of some state records uh, that, that could go down. I believe, um, do you know what the division one state record is off the top of your head? I think 1642, I think. 1642 is pretty fast. Do you know what the state meet record would be? I believe it's about 1705 right around there for division one. I'm not, not quite that, but something. That sounds right. Yeah. So certainly within striking distance. Um, and again, not to look past this weekend, but then you've already mentioned some different national meets. What do we, um, I imagine you've thought through this whole training process with your coach. Are we, what are we, look, are we looking at? Foot locker, Nike running lane, all of the above. What are, what are um, we... I, I th I'm thinking foot locker and running lane right now. Mm-hmm. Sure, that would be that would be awesome. Um, obviously, Footlocker have to qualify out of the region. Is there any specific reason for um those two? I know uh is is it the break after the state meet till the Footlocker till Footlocker? Um, any special reason you're passing on the Nike meet? Um, just it, since it's more of a team team nationals. Um, and my team's not going to be able to do that this year. Um, I didn't think it was it wasn't really what I wanted to do, and then. Foot Locker, um, I just think it's so cool, and I really want to try and qualify to San Diego um, just with how, like, historic it is. Um, like, I've read Dina Castor's book and how her talking about going to Foot Locker, like, all the way um, when she was in high school. So I think it's just so cool how many um, of the, like, awesome women in our sport did that. Sure. No, that would be quite an experience. And I think that's certainly a great reason to want to go to Foot Locker. A lot of people, you know, just, oh, I want to go. They give us a bunch of stuff or to play it out to wherever. But I, I think that's a, certainly a phenomenal reason um, to want to do that. I'll kind of uh, actually, no, I forgot. I'm sorry. I have one more thing as far as your um, high school running goes would have been. And then, of course, moving on to the track. Um, we don't need to go through indoor and outdoor specifically, but um Big goals. Do you think there may be a, a double in the future come this track season? Do you have any uh, specific times that you'd like to hit? I know times are a little bit more objective on the track than the cross cross course, but um, I haven't thought about it too much. Um, that's okay. Yeah, I think a double um would be awesome. Um, I think that that would be the goal right now to do the best I can in both. Um, and then um, I'd say just PR in 16, 32, and then the eight would be nice to get, um, try and get that speed, even get that speed faster, Sure, um, but nothing specific. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's totally okay. And I don't want to look past cross country as well. Obviously you have uh, well a month or a little bit more even left. So totally okay. Maybe that's something to revisit in the future. Um, Moving, uh, you mentioned kind of your speed and want to get the 800 down coming over to Oregon, obviously, the college you of just about every track event out there it's um uh kind of what everyone looks at um where do you see yourself fitting in in the college realm do you see yourself as kind of obvious obviously picking that 32 and you've ran a phenomenal 5k so far do you see yourself transitioning more into distance events or do you see yourself obviously a 446 for a full mile it's a phenomenal time as a high scorer where do you see yourself fitting either one way and if not one way or the other kind of everywhere um I can definitely see myself going up in distance. Um, mm -hmm. we'll, um, we'll see though, but I can see myself doing 5k, 10k, um, maybe steeple. I don't know. Um, I'm willing to do whatever, 
um, the coaches think I can um, help the team with most and be most successful at. Sure. Well, and that absolutely, I think that's um, being willing to do whatever the coach has you at um, is a great uh, mindset having coming into it. And of course you have the skill set to do whatever coach asks you as well. I mean, if it's been within between the, I mean, just so far, imagine you have a fair, a fine 800 time just to your 5k will take you far enough. Obviously the 10k on the track, um, little outside of wheelhouse that you've done of what you've done so far, but it sounds like you'd be willing to try just about anything. Well, I'll move a little bit past uh, the high school races and go so far, move into a little bit different. Um, and again, I don't, I don't need super specifics, whatever you're comfortable with. Um, but as far as kind of your, your training goes, um, I know right now, a lot of people, um, especially over the last couple of years have jumped on to an outside training source, which it doesn't sound quite like you'd be on do you just you just Olmstead Falls coach all the mm-hmm. way you know I'm I thought I would ask it's certain uh, especially the more elite runners um uh, around the country have you hear a lot about it, these outside coaches from wherever it is you can find them all over social media so I figured yeah. I'd ask but is there any uh um anything specific kind of about your training that you think um that that helps you a lot uh is any insight to your training that you can give us anything special that you think you do or um i i think i'm just super lucky for who my co- um my coach um she's awesome um she's been coaching for a really long time um and um she definitely knows what she's doing and i totally trust her um, we put a poll up on our instagram earlier of just uh kind of a couple different things to ask someone who comes on the podcast. So a couple things. Um, uh, well, I'll give you the, the first two, um, would have been, uh, what, what, uh, what shoes do you run in on a daily basis? And do you have workout shoes that you use or those are just something um, people asked? Yeah, I have, I love running shoes. Um, so instead of getting new normal shoes, I have a decent amount of running shoes. Um, mm-hmm. I like, uh, Nike pegs, um, endorphins um and i have the on cloud monster and adidas boston's <laughs> sure and do you rotate those kind of on a regular basis yeah i just kind of decide which one i'm feeling that day sure pull that, it out absolutely there you go um and then the other thing was uh do you have something i know a lot of runners get superstitious about different things do you have you know any kind of specific superstitions that you're like um pre-race meals routines things like that um before a race I like to have toast with banana and um peanut butter um that's kind of my normal pre-race meal um I've tried to get away from all my superstitions as much um I definitely used to have some super strict ones but I tried to get away from those Sure, sure. Part of part of sport, and as you probably race more and more, you'll find out those superstitions don't don't affect you too much. Yeah. All right. Well, that is all I have for this episode of uh, Talk and Shop. Um, I appreciate you coming on the podcast with us today. Um, this is Noah Graham here with uh, Senior Katie Clute from Olmstead Falls. Katie, we wish you the best of luck um, going into this weekend, and then with your postseason events as well. Um, so best of Thank luck. You. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, you're welcome.